We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Uncontested an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What's up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We've got the whole crew here with us tonight for our post-draft podcast. Well, it's not really post-draft. I think the the second round is right at about the middle of the second round right now. We're going to talk about the entire NBA draft, including the Thunders pick at number 23. Uh, Let's just, let's get to work, guys. Um... I guess initial reactions first to the Thunder pick. I've always been an Atlanta Hawks fan. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's another draft where everyone's excited and then a win now team trades or drafts the biggest project in the draft. Yep, I think calling him the biggest project in the draft is probably pretty fair. I'll this say this. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I said, it's really great that we're all talking about all these prospects when we know that Presti will draft absolutely none of them. And I'd like to say that that, that was a pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, if I you guys thought... want the most accurate projections, listen to Justin on the uncontested podcast. I thought the inclination... Every single thing I say comes true. I thought the yeah. inclination is that they would draft no one we're talking about because they'd trade the pick, not because they would <laughs> tr- draft somebody that nobody knows who it is. Like we were at a draft party. We were at a draft party and literally everybody says, who the hell is this guy? And Presti's really funny because 
he always doesn't have second rounders because he includes them in a lot of deals and they haven't been able to trade first rounders because the Stepien rule, but he always fucking drafts second rounders in the first round. So why don't you keep your second rounders and just constantly trade your trade your first rounders on draft night? It's so well, he actually did both. He traded his first rounder on draft night and drafted a second rounder in the first round. <laughs> he did that. Yeah. So this is yeah. the worst. This is the worst. Hey, I don't know why a, uh... he hates America. They got a 2024 second round pick from Memphis. I'm going to be um, dead in five yeah, years. Odds I on, don't care. Odds on bets are I will be deceased by then. Um, I mean, <laughs> at that point, I'm going to be 33 years old. Like, all, I will be dead from by there. Then. Yeah, all downhill from there. Well, I have your first kid, for being honest. <laughs> oh, my God. Or <laughs> myself or before that happens. <laughs> be careful. The Thunder might get draft rights on him, too. Or her. Yo, the Thunder just, <laughs> the Thunder just drafted Bo Bo. No, <laughs> shut, shut up. up. I just wanted to have something exciting on the podcast since there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we let talk me about this? extremely excited about Let the me say something page. about this. Um, who had a worst draft? The Thunder? And yes. For, for the... <laughs> for the record um Darius Baisley may end up being a a solid player at pick 23 in the draft um I don't think he plays for the Thunder next year uh and and so we'll, we'll get we'll get into some some of that here in a second but my question who had a worse draft the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Phoenix Suns Oh, the I Suns. have no idea what Phoenix the is doing. I mean, yeah, doubt. yeah. The, the Suns had something to gain, whereas the Thunder kind of just had a, a you know a middle tier pick. The Suns actually had something to gain and blew it. The Suns traded TJ Warren and pick thirty two for nothing. They traded pick number six to get, which ended up being Jarrett Culver, to get Dario Saric from Minnesota and then at pick 11 in the draft, I guess decided Cameron Johnson was a good choice. That was crazy. At that point, I actually thought that they might have a trade set up with the thunder. Cause there, there was a couple different um, mock drafts that had Cam Johnson uh, going to OKC. And then we talked about like uh, certain teams I could take on cap space, right. For Andre Robertson or Dennis shooter or even Steven Adams. And I was like, okay, maybe they're setting up some sort of, trade <laughs> but it literally makes no sense that kim johnson went that high it's it's really interesting i just don't know what the hell phoenix is doing yeah. no clue no clue so that's pretty bad um back to the thunder back to darius Baisley. um i think we're all in agreement he is not going to get minutes for this team next year would you guys agree right winning now thunder ones. i yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say he won't get any minutes. I mean, look at our wing depth from last season. If we're not able to have a good free agency, we may not have an option unless you want to sign Swaggy P. I mean, at least, at least the. I mean, at least they got Aaron Baines out of the draft somehow. Phoenix, Phoenix, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and word is right now that they're probably going to buy him out. My my grandpa, so weird. my grandpa is really excited that OKC drafted Baisley though, because they both were New Balances, and this <laughs> is some bullshit. 
That was good. Um, somebody tweeted that that second round pick in 2024. Uh, that player is in eighth grade right now. Yeah, he's working on a three point shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to figure out that algebra one Tough. homework. Dude, but the way the NBA is nowadays, that kid that we're gonna take in 2024 may not even play basketball yet. With how many guys are like picking up basketballs for the first time as 16 year olds and then making it to the league overseas. Yeah, it's true. Um, so a, a few things we talked about before we started recording that I think are all pretty relevant that we should discuss here. Number one, Kamiar. So Kamiar and I went to a draft party tonight, and we we watched the draft with a whole bunch of other people. It was a party. And as as soon as the Thunder made this selection, uh, Kamiar had a a really interesting thought that I would assume if it was going to happen. It would have been reported already, but you never know. Um, they could still be working out the finer details of it. Um, but the fact that the Thunder may go the Josh Hustis route with this pick, uh, call me on for the people that are listening that don't know what I mean by that. Will you go ahead and kind of explain what you said to me? Remember a long time ago when OKC wasted their first two for they wasted <laughs> their first. Uh, they had two first round draft picks and they wasted one of them on Stanford. Uh, Stanford's Josh Hustis. And um, they said, oh, my gosh, OKC is going to do something nobody's done before. They're going to draft and stash their fir- one of their first round draft picks. And so you didn't have to pay him any money or well, on the books for OKC for the for the Thunder anyways. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy the what's a Baisley. I've already forgotten his name because I'm so angry. Um, they're gonna, he's not gonna play for OKC. There's no way. And like any of his highlights that come out, it says, you know, it, it just shows him dunking and he can't basically that the, the deets out on him are he was an elite high school player and he can't shoot still. And, um, I said, well, he, this sounds like a lot like a guy that's going to be another draft and stash that you're not going to hear from him. And, and it's just another move to keep, uh, OKC clear of the, of the cash and the tax for a first round draft pick. So sweet. I'm excited. Can't wait. So word coming into this draft, uh, stuff that was kind of being reported was the Thunder were looking to shed salary. Stashing your first round pick is a way to do that. It, it, I mean, at pick 23, I think that pick is owed like two and a half million dollars in the first year, which ends up being about $10 million in taxes for the Thunder. So if they chose to have him go to the G League for his first year instead and then sign his rookie scale deal, uh, that that could make some sense. It's not like Baisley doesn't have money. He made a million dollars with New Balance last year. So it's it's not like he's hurting for money or anything. So I think that's an interesting... An interesting perspective on maybe what the Thunder are maybe planning on doing with but this kid. But here's the deal, because I just read that piece by Mark Stein about him, and he chose to forego. He he committed to Syracuse, and he was going to be you know a highly touted prospect there. And they said, no, I'm going to go the G League route. And he signed with Rich Paul, which is a very famous agent. And depending upon who you are, uh, another influencer, because he represents LeBron James and others. And uh, he was going to go the G League route for his first year and just go to the draft after that. And they said, no, fuck the G League. We're just going to go intern for grandpa shoes. 
And so he goes and interns for New New Balance for a year, earns a million dollars because the G League contracts are actually really shitty. They're like what fifty thousand, thirty five k, thirty five, thirty five thousand. Yeah, and they're they're trying to like entice like G League select contracts to where they're worth one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. So they're like good players that aren't quite good enough to be in the NBA, but are a lot better than what you're seeing in the G League. So I don't think. He wants to go to the G League, and I don't think they'll negotiate to go to the G League uh, to be a draft and stash because it's uh, like they purposely, him and Rich Paul purposely said, no, we're not going to the G League. So now you have this guy that, and all of his highlights are dunking. And I there's a report that I guess I can read later about him that I'm just, it just makes me very unsatisfied. But hey, I do whatever. think that's a great point about the G league angle. Uh, the little bit that I've read since they made this election, it definitely sounded like, you know, rich Paul kind of said something along the lines of G league's great for some guys, but it, it wouldn't be good for him. A combination of, you know, one, coming out of high school and just going up against grown men who all they care about is trying to get a contract. So like he would have gotten beat up. I think that's, that's one part of it Two is it's just not glamorous. And I think that's the part that to your point, call are, you know, probably maybe prohibits him a little bit from being super excited about going that route, especially knowing what we know about rich Paul. It's probably more likely that he tries to avoid that if possible, just because, as we know, money or no money, playing in the G League is is not glamorous. Yeah, from what Perry, from what Perry said, it's pretty right. like, you know, it's like it's like lower than AAA baseball. Like in he said, it was worse than high like, school. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of Terrence Ferguson two right? And not in the sense that they're similar players because they're not, but in the sense that Sam Presti drafted a kid. Uh, in this sense, it was Terrence, Terrence Ferguson who played across seas, played in the Australian Basketball League, and had success there. He opted out of. I think wasn't he committed to yep. uh, Arizona? Yep. Is that right? Am I picking that up? Yeah. And then he uh, decided to play with uh with the, in the Australian League. Same press who drafts him, develops him for two years, and here we are. And he's a so, starter for us. You know, I guess this would be the third season later, and now here we are again with um with this kid who decided to opt out of college and take his internship. And I'm extremely curious to see how they use him. You know, are they going to use him like they did Ferguson where he got some playing time his freshman year, or like you guys said, we already have Diallo. We already have a Ferguson who are extremely young already. So we're just going to throw this kid in the G league kind of like Houston's his first season. And it won't kind of guess our salary cap. Um, I'm really curious to see how they use this, this kid because he's, he has a lot, ton of potential um, there's a lot of people who are clamoring that he's a steal. <laughs> you know, I've seen, I, I, I shouldn't say a ton. Uh, I've seen a couple tweets already of, from some analysts who were high on him. And I remember when this whole thing broke last season, do you guys remember that? Um, and I remember reading this article that Mark Stein retweeted tonight about how he chose to do this different path, ended up signing with Rich Paul and clutch sports. And that's another super weird coincidence and that uh, both Terrence Ferguson and Baisley are both signed to Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. I don't know. It, it's extremely interesting to me. It's I think I think it's disappointing to me the most because I thought that they were going to do something fairly big tonight. They're going to make some sort of trade rather than just trading back two spots for a you know a second rounder like you guys talked about three, four, five years for now, two thousand twenty four, um, and. 
we end up with some kid that probably might not even have gotten drafted. Um, that's a little frustrating. We see all the rumors about Steven Adams, Andre Robertson, um, and Schroeder on the trade block, right? But it, all in all, I don't think it's a bad draft pick. I just don't think it's what we hoped for um, with PG and Russ and this team where we are now. You know, we're, we're hoping for somebody who who could contribute now, especially with guys like Nasir Little and Kevin Porter Jr. on the board. Um, I don't know. It's just me ranting and kind of my first initial reactions. I think that's and, all I really have on this kid. <laughs> no, for sure. And and I think that it it's underwhelming in the sense that they didn't get somebody that can help right away. I completely agree with that, especially for a team that has a... I mean, their days are numbered with Paul George and Russell Westbrook and how long they will be in their primes. You know, your seasons are numbered. And... So, so the the overall draft pick is underwhelming. Yes, this kid may develop into something good in three to four years down the line. Right. How much does that help you at that point? You know, that remains to be seen. But like we talked about before the draft, and the Thunder were talking about cutting costs, right? Or the Thunder weren't talking about it, but it was kind of the word out there. the The reporting was was leaning towards the Thunder are looking to trade off salary to cut costs. And I, I think I tweeted about it and I said it on another podcast, but the the tax bill, you don't get your tax bill until the last day of the regular season. It doesn't matter if you were $500 million over the tax at some point in the season. Whatever your tax, whatever, whatever number you are over the tax bill on the last day of the season, that's what your bill is. And so... The Thunder, like this was day one, or opportunity one of a multi-opportunity to to cut that salary, right? They they have all of free agency. They they have all of the season. They have the trade deadline to try to cut some of this money to make different moves. So while tonight is underwhelming for me as a fan, I'm interested to see free agency is in 10 days. Um, the the Carmelo Anthony trade exception expires in I think um, a little over a month. I think it expires something like July twenty sixth, so a little over a month. Um, so I'm I'm anxious to see what they do with some of these other tools. They can still make trades in uh, in the summer in the free agency period. So while tonight is underwhelming, I'm anxious to see does. Does tonight not making a win now move translate to the rest of the summer, or does it up the odds for the rest of the summer that another win mount win now move or more win now moves are are on the way? I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't think it's it's necessarily fair to judge this draft pick without seeing the entire summer uh, because if we do make some huge moves or not even huge, but we make some uh, some good moves that that help us this coming season. Um, when it comes to free agency and this off season. And then we still have this kid in the works and development. And then like you guys said, um, PG and Russ are off contract and we have him and Ferg and Diallo um, come in and kind of take over the, the future of this franchise, you know, like this could be a really great draft pick. So I think obviously <laughs> I I don't know I, I I'm with you Jacob I think that you're it's, trying you're trying really hard I, I'm trying to think of the right way I know I know I, I, I am I'm trying to think of the right 
right way to put this, but I, I agree. I think you really have to take uh, into consideration the rest of the offseason and is, see what press he has. This is the has also I have dogs like scratching at the, the door trying to get it. That was in. written on Baisley. It says uh, Baisley saw his stock skyrocket after an impressive scrimmage at the NBA Combine. At six foot nine, he flashed his athletic tools, handling craft, and even some passing on the move in chaotic situations, something markedly unexpected from him. Baisley is not a shooting threat at this point. His defensive awareness is lacking in, lacking. in one game I watched. I caught at least a few wake up Darius from the sideline, and he's incredibly skinny. It is possible Baisley has improved his skill game and his field to the point where he is NBA level in the season off, but is a two-game sample really enough to feel confident in that? Baisley has seen some first-round hype, presumably for people not wanting to miss on Mitchell Robinson again, and people seem enticed by the upside. If he hits, Baisley could develop into a creating combo forward, though he hasn't shown enough mental acuity or shooting development to provide he is capable of contributing at the NBA level anytime soon. So I hope that gets everybody excited for what Sam Presti drafted. It sounds like he's one of these like high ceiling kids that if he hits, he'll be good. But if he doesn't, yeah. Uh, he may not I be think in the, the league thing you brought up what's a while ago, Taylor, about the Terrence Ferguson comparison is probably it's the thing that I'm like grasping at to to try to maintain optimism about this pick. But I think it's, um, you know, right. I read this That's one I'm at. write up about Baisley that said, you know, he looked he was wowing people kind of what you just said, Kamiar. He he showed a lot of potential. But then it says when he got to the Nike Hoop Summit, he underperformed. And when Jeff Van Gundy brought him to camp as part of a de facto G League all-star team set to play in FIBA competition, he couldn't hang. Um, and it said he was not overwhelmed athletically as much as physically and from a maturity standpoint. And to me, that sounds a lot like what we saw out of Terrence Ferguson in Australia. It was a guy who was clearly not ready kind of physically and even mentally um, to play with grown men and that's a lot of what that sounds like so i think it is going to be very similar to you know you might see a flash here and there where you see a little bit of promise maybe he does something in summer league that gets you excited maybe not but what we've seen from terrence ferguson and the development that the thunder staff has shown throughout the years i mean everything they talk about his freak athleticism and potential that's stuff the thunder can work with and they've shown in a lot of cases that they're able to develop talent. Look at Jeremy Grant. Look at Terrence Ferguson. A guy like Darius Baisley could be the next kind of piece in that line of development that the Thunder have. But at the same time, he could very well be the next Mitch McGarry or somebody like that too. Bull Bull just came off the board. Yo, time time out. We also so lost. the Miami Heat's two picks were Tyler Hero and Bull Bull. Yep. You're kidding me. <laughs> Looks like they were looking at mock draft. They were they were reading all of the Oklahoma City Bull Thunder Bull articles. Goes at forty four. All the Thunder articles that said five prospects yeah. the Thunder should look at. They basically read all of oh, those. Breaking those Nuggets guys. Nuggets acquire Bobo Denver. Well, that's great. Jokic and what? But the thing, Michael Michael Porter Jr. and Bobo so are going to be. What blows my mind takeover. is that OKC had pick twenty one. 
And after, I don't know what the heck Phoenix was doing, but after all the selections, and who drafted Okiki? Chumo Okiki? Orlando? It doesn't matter. But basically, they names off the beaten path that weren't expected were taken off pretty early, and me and Jake were looking back and forth at each other, like, you know, we're like, there's quite... There's, there's quite this a few names slides. that are actually going to be there at 21. There's going to be a lot of guys on the board, even if Matisse Teibel is taken at 20. And like you had a lot of really good big men and like a lot of promising other guards from like, you know, like Kelton Johnson. And then, of course, they, they traded back two spots. And I'm like, OK, that's kind of odd. And it just it they go with a name that many people didn't even have on their top 60 that some people had like in the late fifties and just totally, you know, off the beat, like completely off the beaten path to where nobody even had a thought about him. Like, I don't know why OKC just didn't trade into the second round. Justin, you bring up a really good point though. Like I'm extremely excited to watch OKC's Thunder team or OKC's Thunder team, uh, OKC's summer league team, because you have guys like Diallo, Maybe Ferguson, it's still to be seen if he'll he will play or not. Yeah, I kind of um, doubt he will personally. That's kind of what I'm thinking, just to keep him healthy. But you have uh Burton and then now uh Baisley. You know, it's gonna be extremely interesting to see how they perform, how they play together, who kind of shines out of that group. There's a lot to be to be seen, I think, from that summer league team. And I'm I'm curious pending, to kind of watch them. Pending this Mark Daginal from the OKC Blue uh coming up to the OKC Thunder because OKC also doesn't have two coaches now. Um two no, no, it's three, that's right. Three. Um oh, I wish they would just trade Billy Donovan away. But anyways, um, you know, pending all that going down. He, he, Mark Daginal just got a really awesome player that Sam Presti drafted for him. How kind of Sam. I will say this about um, the mock projections. Uh, kind of- uh, I did see one. I think it was a ESPN. It might have been that like mock draft special that they did. Um, but someone had Baisley going at 27. So it's not totally off the wall. Now, granted, not many people had him on their draft board, but it wasn't like he was, you know, a late second round pick unanimously. There were some people that that had him going a little bit higher. I don't know. I'm just That's trying to grasp it. Probably in places where <laughs> marijuana is legal. Uh, um, kind of my last thought on the Thunder pick is that I'm, I'm not excited about it right now. However, I do trust this front office with picks in the mid to late 20s. Um, Terrence Ferguson being the most recent one, um, you know, guys like Serge Ibaka, guys like Reggie Jackson. Um, I, I, I don't know what all picks the Thunder have had in the, in the twenties over the years, but I feel like their, their percentage on hitting on those guys and them ending up eventually after a few years being good players, uh, is probably above average for what a, what a pick in the twenties does, you know? So I, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting. Also, uh, I just got a text that, that I, I think is interesting. Who's it from? Um, 
the Thunder technically can't talk about Darius Baisley at a press conference tonight because the trade has not gone through, will not go through, um, like when it, whenever it goes through. So if it doesn't go through till tomorrow, um, they they will not be able to. Sam Presti will not be able to comment on the pick uh, because technically so the Thunder do not have rights about? to that player. So if Presti, it's going to be the whole title here. Yeah. It's some, it's some good. He's going to talk about Brennan Clark. Yeah, yeah Brennan Clark. Which wouldn't have been so, awful, no, that's pretty case, funny, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's move on. I want to know, who do you guys think throughout the first round was the, the winner of draft night? Which team uh, are you? Do, would you consider the, the winner had the best draft, at least through the first round? I think that's a toss-up between... Uh, New Orleans and Atlanta. I mean, I'm extremely intrigued by both of them. Cleveland honestly had a pretty decent draft. I was going to well. say Cleveland. I think they're up there as also. I mean, there's those are three teams that have just a plethora of young guys, right? Like there's just yeah, Cleveland so much got Garland and Kevin Porter Jr. Is and, that right? Um, yes, and they they got one other player, I think, too, didn't they? I'm not like that's the that's the crazy part of all this is there were so many trades with those early picks. Oh so we're gosh, gonna have to yeah, it's like trades recap, all right? the time. Um, yeah. I would probably go with New Orleans as as my team that that did the best on draft night. Um, call me our Justin. You guys have any Pelicans are on that? the obvious answer, yeah. but I I want to throw Atlanta in there as well. DeAndre Hunter and Cam I'm, I'm Reddish for Atlanta as well. joining John Collins and Trey Young and Herter. That could be a fun. That's another fun young core. That's where I'm at. Also, yeah, I, I, I like New it. Orleans. Like obviously right. Zion, right? But take right. number one away, uh, and the trade they made for number four, and they got their center that they wanted in Jackson Hayes. They yes, got they, a guy that I think yep. all of us were really high on, and Nikhil Alexander Walker. Uh, I just it was great pick. That was like that. That might have been the one that surprised me the most for New Orleans. I I really do think that's going to be a great pick for them and can fit well with those young guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Any other uh, oh, any other draft picks? So, Lakers just selected Taylor Horton Tucker at number 46. That's interesting to me because I there was so much talk about him um, prior to the draft that I thought he might go much higher than that. And he, he fell to 46 to yeah, LA. He, he so. slid a lot over the past yeah. few weeks you know, down, down draft boards. I think that, so, As um, I think okay, that so, the Celtics had, like regardless of how their organization is just crumbling right now, after like being so like basically starting on third base for the past two years, I thought they had a decent draft in drafting and especially late late picks in twenty in twenty two when they took Matisse Thibel and Grant Williams, but at the same time twenty went to oh man this is confusing twenty ended up going to yeah so twenty twenty got traded Matisse Thibel got traded to Philly. Yes, and so at twenty two they chose Grant Williams, and then who'd they get at twenty four? I don't even. It's well, it says Tyler Jerome was at twenty four, but didn't he Ty, went didn't to Ty Phoenix? Get, get, yeah, did he get traded? Oh, he went oh, yeah. to Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Pick to Phoenix, which I think will be a decent pick for them. Like it's not like Kobe White or Garland, but I think it's yeah, they, Jerome they, will be decent for them. 
they basically sold that pick to Phoenix plus Aaron Baines, and they got uh, Milwaukee's pick next year, which is going to be like what well, pick twenty eight? CBS rated OKC's pick as a they graded it a B. They gave it a draft grade of a B. That's higher than well, I thought. The Bucks okay. got a C plus when they drafted Giannis. So, boom. Let's talk about let's talk about how the Wiz drafted Fair. Rui Hachimura, and Hachimura knew nothing about the Wiz, and nobody had talked to him at all, and they just basically like fantasy draft on auto draft and just pick the best player available. That that was weird. Like the fact that he had not heard from them at all, yeah. um, and he even said so in his interview. I mean, that's yeah. extremely unique. And then the Wizards, I would say front office, but they don't have a front office right exactly. now yeah. said this is our guy this is who we wanted bro you Scott never even Brooks called the dude <laughs> yeah like oh it's funny um so looking forward what's up blue wire listeners this is jack from the real underscore sports podcast a snapchat sports pod we recently ranked as the number one sports podcast on all of itunes all of apple We cover all things from the NBA draft, from NBA free agency. We're working on MLB this summer, as well as the NFL offseason. Catch me and my co-host Abe on the Real Underscore Sports Podcast, a Snapchat sports pod, a part of the wonderful Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, I know we were all looking forward to the draft, but now that since that's over, our next big day, 10 days from today, June 30th, uh, 5 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. NBA free agency officially kicks off. Uh, Any thoughts heading in over these next 10 days as to what you think may happen, uh, both league-wide and specifically with the Thunder? With the Thunder. I'm going to continue to round out with the Thunder. The great Bill Simmons brings up a good point, as he always does. He says, quote unquote, probably a coincidence, but Steven Adams is due to make 25.8 next season. And if you see the uh, tweet that he quote tweeted, Bobby Mark says that Boston is now sitting at 25.8 million in cap room after the trade with Phoenix that they did today. So there you have it. The Thunder are trading Steven I think Adams. a really big story uh, too. The Celtics. Is fe- it, Apparently is for Phoenix. nothing. Because a lot of us were just using Phoenix as a, a, like basically as a dump off to dump off Patrick Patterson for a much larger contract, like a TJ Warren or something like that. And it happened that uh, the Suns actually didn't want anything for TJ Warren except something in the future. So basically, Phoenix Phoenix clearing a ton of space for free agents who they're probably going to overpay. They're good. I swear to God, they're going to give Julius Randle a max and they might, you know, they said. D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo was not a candidate to go to Phoenix, but they're going to have a lot of money and they're going to have to at least establish that floor for your pay scale for your salary cap. Yep. I said um, first drafted today. That was the first traded today, but I thought that was extremely interesting also. I mean, TJ Warren went to yeah. uh, Indiana wow. for cash and a pick. I mean, that yeah. was. Well, the pick went strange. to Indiana. Indiana didn't send out the pick. Oh, Indi- Indiana got, got it. A, yeah, Indiana got yeah. a pick cash and TJ Warren for cash. And they didn't make any further moves. I mean, it's not like Phoenix is a huge free agent 
destination. It's essentially, you know? like, like essentially like signing curious. him as a free agent and then getting a free pick. God. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I think free agency is going to be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. Uh, I saw a tweet from, I believe it was Keith Smith, who writes for Yahoo, that 40% of the players in the league will be free agents this summer. It's a lot of people. Uh, some of them get overpaid. We're going to be looking at uh, a lot of players who may be available for like the taxpayer mid-level for... Uh, for the minimum except or the minimum veteran minimum, so there, there's going to be some interesting players out there. The Thunder are going to have to pick up some guys because Raymond Felton is a free agent. Uh, Marcus Moore, Markeith Morris, sorry, Markeith Morris is not on contract for next year. Doesn't have an option. We'll happily take Marcus Morris in free agency. <laughs> and Nerlens Noel has a player option to pick up. I believe on the 30th or on the 29th. So right before free agency opens up. Uh, and I think we're all probably in agreement that he is not going to exercise that option. and He is going to hit free agency. So the Thunder are going to be left with three to four roster spots open that they will need to fill in free agency and trades, uh, which will make it pretty interesting. We know what this team needs. We know what their window is. Uh, so I think they're they're probably going to be pretty specific and pretty dialed in on what exactly they're looking for. At least I would assume. I'm just sad. I, <laughs> I mean, obviously this team is not going to make any splashy moves come free agency, right? They um, can't. Like, I mean, they don't have they, money. They literally, right? They literally have their hands tied. I mean, there's nothing that they can do. It's going to have to be through trade, and so. Based off the rumors that we had going into the draft, that gives me a little bit of optimism. Um, Those not dogs that I want to going at it, bro. Dang it, no crazy <laughs> dogs. They are not. They're, they're not happy with me for saying this. I guess um, that gives me a little bit of optimism in the sense that they are going to make some sort of move, come free agency, uh, and do a trade, right? Because I just because they didn't do it. I, because those rumors came out um, prior to draft night, I think that means that they're at least shopping the Stephen Adams and the Andre Robertsons and the Dennis Shooters around. So I'm extremely curious to see what they end up doing. Sounds, I'm sorry. Uh, Brody obviously is like very my brain curious as well. when Sam Presti so drafted <laughs> whatever his name is. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> Just so fighting and scratching. The fact and, that yeah. we didn't or weren't able to use our first round pick as a sweetener to trade away some of these contracts. Does that make you more or less optimistic that those three guys that have been mentioned are even able to be traded for something decent? Yeah, it makes me really concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because I think oh, the I thought going in today was that OKC was going to, they said they're going to be aggressive in trading their 21st pick, right? But I think a lot of people also assumed not only they're going to be aggressive trading their 21st, but also packaging like, a Patrick Patterson, a Andre Robertson, a maybe Steven Adams or Dennis Schroeder. And uh, you didn't see any of that. You saw a Shams in Waj tweet or Waj or Woj or whatever you want to call it, uh, Nick. And uh, it's, it's, it's Weej. Shams, yeah. Shams and Woj, not Shams you, you and Waj. You got a, you got a Shams, 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 that says, Shams. 
that says OKC is trading. You're like, okay, <laughs> and then you read the rest of it. And it's like, oh, they're trading just to go to 23, and they get a uh, they get a second round. You're like, okay, that's cool. They're gonna draft in this second round, and you're like, oh wait, no, that's in five years, and the, it doesn't. And you're thinking maybe you know they'll trade. You know the draft's not over. Maybe they'll trade later on in the draft. Maybe they'll pick and trade it away. And that's just not the case. Um, and it's just this really weird situation. And I think it's kind of concerning. But again, the summer's not even, you know, it's not even here yet. There's going to be a lot more deals going down in free agency, I feel like. Yeah. And that's and I, I mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jacob. I was just going to say, I, I, I'm right there with you, Kalmiar. Um, but I also think that situations change over time. And like you said, the, the summer's barely even started yet for the NBA offseason. And as situations change, as free agents uh, leave, as they sign elsewhere, as they do this, do that, teams' needs change. I mean, shit, we saw Boston get completely flipped on their head, you know, in a matter of like three days. So it's as situations change, I think different opportunities become available. And so just because nothing materialized tonight with a guy like Robertson or Patterson or Dennis Schroeder, doesn't mean that that won't happen moving forward. There's there's always that option that or that that possibility that things shift moving forward, and and you have different options looking at you on June fifth uh, than you did on draft night. No, I was just yeah, I was just going to say something similar, but then also add on like I think worst case scenario we go in, go into the season with. Andre Robertson again, right? And see what he's capable of. And hopefully a Paul George who's at full strength. Um, it looks like Russ is at full strength again after he had that deal with his hand. Then he had a little knee scope. Um, he posted some pictures of him working out in Paris at during Paris Fashion, Fashion Week. Um, so th- just this team going into the season healthy is huge. And don't forget that this team can still make trades up until February. So I, I don't think it's necessarily – all is lost if the Thunder don't make some huge trade going into, you know, the very beginning of the season. There's still plenty of opportunities. And I think Andre Robertson coming back in general is an opportunity in itself. And we can just hope for the best there that he's healthy. If not, obviously it's going to be hard to trade off that contract. And I think we saw that, you know, here during the draft, it was obviously hard to trade him at 21st pick because people aren't necessarily sure what Dre's going to be capable of when he comes back from this injury. Yeah. Um, and, and, regardless, and- Sorry to Sorry, add on that ahead. real quick, Taylor. Like, I, I think maybe the most appealing thing of Andre Robertson right now is the fact that his contract is expiring. Expiring, yeah. And a lot of times those expiring contracts, they become more valuable in February than they do when they still have a full year to go, right? Not just because uh, there's less money owed over the, the rest of that period, but by February, teams really know kind of where they stand. You know, they, they know we're not very good. We want to get cap space for the summer. We want to get off this contract. We want to do this, do that. And so I think a guy like Andre, even if he's not fully healthy, even if he's not the player he was, I think that contract holds a lot more value in February than it does in June or July. That's an extremely good point. Because <clears throat> you even think of teams like, for example, let's, let's think back to this past February. You think of uh, teams like the New York Knicks who thought of, at that point that they're going to be getting Kevin Durant or, and maybe even Kyrie Irving. And so you have a team like that coming up this coming February and they're going to be looking, 
maybe two ex- uh, for some expiring contracts to be able to uh, have some cast space to sign some free agents this coming summer, where there's even more free agents of av- free agents available. Um, I can't. Re- I mean, there's quite. A- there's going to be some more big names this coming summer, this next summer. And so um, I think you're exactly right. There's going to be some teams that are very interested in expiring contracts, particularly with the size of Andre Robertson's contract. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what Pressy wants to do with that. Um, if he wants to try and hold on to that and wait until February, or if he wants to try and trade that. Woj just reported that Kawhi is talking to the return. Knicks, the Nets, the Sixers, and the Clips this offseason, which I, I just think is blasphemous after, after you just won a title with the Raptors who return a lot of that core. Yeah. Did he say that on ESPN, like during the draft? Okay, I was gonna say that. that's well, here's Twitter. I mean, I'm sure he's gonna, I'm sure he's gonna wild. talk to the um, I'm sure he's gonna talk the to Knicks the Raps too, but space. just talking. Like, I mean, the Knicks, Nets, yeah, Nets, sure Nets, conversations Seventy Sixers, and then with the Clippers. Toronto. So, I mean, the majority of the teams are in the East. Like, bro, just stay in the East because you're clearly the best player in the East, and it you, you like if he goes to the Nets, it's what him and what him and Kyrie. If it's him and to the Knicks, it would be probably him and presumably KD if KD can get healthy for not 20, 2019, but 2020. The Sixers are already just built. They just need somebody to fill that Jimmy Butler gap. And then... Yeah, how, how do the Sixers get cap space to sign him? That's what I was thinking. I, mean, I guess you like have her. to renounce Jimmy Butler. You have to renounce Tobias Harris. That, you have to renounce happening. JJ Redick. It's, it's probably more of a backup yeah. plan if those kind of things happen. At least they've I had think those discussions. He'd be out of his freaking mind to go to the Clippers right now. To the West? Like, really? You're going to go to the West when the East is so much easier for you to go back to the title and repeat? Yeah. And yeah, I'm with you, though. Like, Leaving Toronto, I mean, you can bring that whole team back. With a healthy OG. You know, you can run it back. Yeah, with a, exactly. Who's really freaking good. That's, uh, that's just interesting. I don't know. Free agency is going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be disappointed Where, once that, again. That is the, that is the mantra of Thunder, Thunder fans. We are going to be disappointed. <laughs> This is the story of my life. I've just always been disappointed. Oh my god! Just like my up. dad was of me. <laughs> no, we we it's, went to we went to really the dark. we went to the <laughs> the viewing tonight. What was it? Where was it at? At Banquet Cinema Pub with the Down to Dunk Boys. Banquet and we Cinema talked to them. Pub. Saw Brett there for a minute. That was cool. And um, and Jake's dad is like. We're just one of the guys, one of the guys from down to dunk gets on the mic and he's like, yeah, I'm so excited for bowl bowl. And he was like screaming in the mic and Jake's dad was like, oh my gosh, I hate this guy. (laughs) And that made me laugh really hard. (laughs) We also showed up and started talking about trades and my dad immediately said, Thunder going to trade Steven Adams for Clay Thompson. Golden State needs a big man. So uh, it's only, not as only. bad as the uh, and I, I texted this to you guys yesterday, but not as bad as the guy at the gym who came up to me and said, you're a Thunder fan, right? And I was like, yeah, he said, you know, they're going to they're going to trade for Bradley Beal. And uh, who else did I say? And uh, Al Horford. Yeah, they're going to trade for Bradley Beal and they're going to sign Al Horford and they might trade Patrick Patterson away. And I said, <laughs> OK, sounds it's good. That easy. It's that easy, man. 
It's that easy. Also, just to to burst the bubble of Thunder fans who are still thinking um, uh, of of these grand delusions of how good we're going to be because we're going to trade for Drew Holiday. Um, I guess in his post draft media availability, Adrian Griffin said. Even with AD gone, he has told Drew Holiday that it is quote his team and challenged him to be to do that in every sense of the word. So Drew Holiday is not it. leaving New Orleans. Love it. Same for Bradley Bill. There's been a lot of reports today. Um, I've seen like two now, I believe, on Twitter from verified reporters that Bradley Bill is not in trade talks and uh, they're trying to build around him. So we will see how that works. That might be a completely different story come February or even come this time next year. But for now, uh, Bradley Bill is in the the same situation, I guess, as Drew Holiday. So we'll see how that plays out. All right. Any parting thoughts on the draft, guys, before we get out of here? I I actually think this kid could be really good for OKC down the road. He's not going to contribute probably during, or at least not significantly during the uh, Russ and PG era. So I think we just need to stay calm, see what press is going to do to improve this roster uh, this summer. Like you said, Jacob, and uh, I don't think it's a terrible draft pick for as far back as OKC drafted tonight. So we'll see what happens. All right. I guess that means nobody else has anything to say. <laughs> I was just about to say anybody Everyone else. Knows it's just <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, hey, quick note real quick. We did a jersey giveaway on our Twitter for whoever guessed the Thunder's 21st pick correctly. <laughs> uh, that was a total p- number of Shocking. zero. Nobody got it right. So... <laughs> So not even Brandon Clark, like nobody got that at all. Yeah. So <laughs> what's going to happen is we are going to roll that over uh, into a free agency signing type giveaway. Uh, so you can be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll retweet out the the image uh, with the uh, updated rules and everything. Or maybe we'll who's go, first, hear that more. Maybe who's the first player traded giveaway. from OKC? So just so you guys know. Yeah, maybe something like that. Although that one could drag out. So we'll figure something out. We could do first player traded from OKC and then they win that player's jersey. So as soon as they trade away Patterson, Patterson, we buy that person's Patterson jersey. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be marked down. Does Patrick Patterson even have jokes? They're not cheap. We'll probably have to get them custom made. <laughs> we'll just buy a blank jersey and I'll yeah. I'll get white tape and make it say Patterson on the back. With Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for checking out our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. You can find our podcast network, Blue Blue Wire Pods at Blue Wire Pods. Uh, Justin is at OKC Tracker. Taylor is at Taylor underscore P15. Nick is at Crane NBA. Kamiar is at Boomtown RW. I am at Thundermob405. You guys have a great weekend. We will be back with you next week with more NBA talk uh, for the buildup for free agency. So, again, have a great weekend. Love you guys. Bye. Don't be too sad. And as always, Thunder up.